Welcome to the Quiet Storm, also known as Shot Callers. Tonight, we have special Tim Daniel going in for my man, GLK. Tim, start the intro. Well, I guess I can't really top that, <laughs> but... Yeah, so Kyle is not in this week, so I, Tim Daniel, am hosting uh, Shot Callers this week with Ben Brown. How's everybody doing? <laughs> That's that was before it was the Quiet Storm voice. Now I'm I'm back to now you're back podcast, to your normal self podcast voice. Absolutely. So before we get started, I want to go ahead and make a quick shout out, real quick, for um, our man, former Forty Eight Minutes team member Alex Derrickson. Mm-hmm. He's having an event this Thursday at Draft at Taft's Brewporium in Cincinnati. Um, it's going to be a video game benefit that he's putting together. It's pretty cool. So what it is is you pay a dollar to play video games with him on the PS3s um, and the PS4s, and it's going to go towards um, Cincinnati Children's, and through run for, it's run through Extra Life. So, And every dollar that you spend, whether it's on beer or to play video games, mm-hmm. uh, Taft's going to match. It's an amazing event. I mean, you get an opportunity to play Alex, who's probably... One of the best video game players, and well, I know for sure that I know. Yes. But uh, by far one of the best, um, not only in our area, but in the country probably. So you get an opportunity to play him, uh, good beer, uh, good food, and a great cause helping Children's Hospital. Yeah, and if you can't make it, there's still ways to donate. If you go through Extra Life, when it says search for a player, search Alex Derrickson. He's on Team Kind of Funny, and you can donate through there as well. So... Lots of ways to really raise money and do some cool things for the kids this year. Uh, Cincinnati Children's is, I mean, I think it's the one of, if not the best, children's hospital in the country is how it's rated. So be sure if you can, if you have like a few bucks to donate this holiday season, that'd be really cool. Uh, the goal is 500 bucks. It looks like he's at 255 right now. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you get out there and, and uh, donate. Um, give some money to a great cause. Um, Alex is doing an awesome thing. Yes, absolutely. So without further ado, we're going to get to Shot Callers. And here it is, our boys from State Champs. I said I'll always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm bound. Just so uh, we can get this out of the way before the show starts, um, make sure you listen to the whole episode because we're going to have a Ben Brown freestyle rap at the end about Kimball Walker. Yay, yay. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. I was pretty impressed while we were sound checking and I went, we got to keep this. Hey, the beat was dope. So I mean, uh, I just, Every time I hear a dope beat, I got to drop a rhyme. You yeah, know what I mean? you, you never told me. We've been friends for 10 years. You never told me you had that in you. <laughs> you know, sometimes, man, it, when you hear that rhythm, you just got to let it out. And Kimball Walker was cooking somebody, so then it was just... You know, became the rap about Kemba. Yeah, so Kemba's cooking in the garden. Um, yes, I'm Tim Daniel, filling in this week for GLK, as Kyle is. He had to do the adult thing this week. Yeah, he is. Making making plans. Yeah, making money moves. Yes, he is. Like Cardi B? Uh. Yeah, so I'm filling in this week. We're going to talk about a lot of things. So I'll be on all shows this week, guys, so hopefully you don't hate my voice. <laughs> That's impossible. Uh, Absolutely impossible. I mean, what did Kevin Garnett say? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
So <laughs> let's hop right into um, the big news of the weekend was uh, the trade. The trade, the trade, the trade between Cleveland, Milwaukee, and Washington, a three-way deal. So let's lay it all out. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee gets George Hill. So I actually really like that tandem. I, I do. And the fact that his contract was only $3 million guaranteed made yeah, it look nice. It does. Yeah, it so it makes really Yeah, so and then um and then they got Jason Smith mm-hmm. from Washington who I I'm going to be realistic. I know a lot about NBA basketball. And Jason Smith ain't one of them. I didn't know that name. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay. Sure. Jason Smith. Someone's like listening right now like, "You obviously don't know right. shit. Right. You don't know nothing about NBA basketball. You don't know Jason Smith <laughs> yeah. from the Wizards." <laughs> and then so then Washington gets Sam Decker. Who? Um, he was at Wisconsin that beat, that year that beat Kentucky in the Final Four when they were 38 now. Oh. Yeah, him and Frank Kaminsky. Oh, yeah, Frank the Tank. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. By the way, are like Wisconsin basketball and Wisconsin football the exact same thing? Pretty much. Yeah, like yeah. boring, slow. Yeah, slow. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, yeah, Brad Stevens, I mean, Brad Davidson bingo is still my favorite thing that Kyle ever gave me. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> I'll have to show it to you. And then on the other end, the president came back to Cleveland, Ben. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes, he is. So John Henson, we're not talking about him, obviously. No. He's he's going to the Cavs, which actually I like them getting him as a, when he's healthy, to be a center to play, to play with Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Um, but Matthew Delvadova, baby. Man, I tell you what. He, if he ran, if LeBron didn't run and he <laughs> ran for mayor, he'd win. People <laughs> love Delhi. I mean, besides the fact that he's Australian, but they love Delhi. I bet you there were grown men. In Cleveland, crying real tears when they heard oh, the was going. No back. doubt, no doubt. So the funny part thing is, like you know, like you mentioned, people love Delhi because of that finals when Kyrie got hurt, mm-hmm. and Delvadova literally had to go to the hospital because he played way too hard in the finals. <laughs> like, like literally, we're not yeah. joking about this. He no. literally had to get an IV and get rushed to a hospital before a game. Right. And they were down Love, they were down Irving, so it was like LeBron and Delhi were like the two-man team. Manly. And they were up 2-1. to one Absolutely. Before he, like, he got, you know, sick and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, so his first game back with the Cavs, he walks on the court, doesn't even play. Just walks on the court from the bench and gets a standing ovation. Absolutely. Because <laughs> Cleveland's like, our guy is back. Hey, that's him. Yeah. They're like, if we can't have LeBron, we want Delhi. Yeah, and obviously the most important about this is Cleveland gets a couple future draft picks. Yes. Um, so I think the thing that this told me more or less was Cleveland's willing to take on bad money to continue to stock up picks. Yeah, absolutely. Which is fine. Which I'm okay with. I mean, I think that that's, I mean, if you're going to do a rebuilding and a, uh, you know, you're going to try to set your franchise up for future opportunities, I'm okay with taking some bad contracts and, getting some picks on the board there so that you can try to build your franchise up from where it is right now. So I'm good with it. Yeah. And he, um, I think too, you know, like we said earlier, I know John Henson hasn't really flourished per se in the NBA, but I don't mind them taking him on. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his game. I think he could be, I thought he'd be way better in his six years in the NBA, but yeah. you know, he's a five point a game scorer right now. Something like that. Yeah, he's he's a. I mean, he's a guy. Like I'm with you. Like I, I really thought that he would um, have more of an impact. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching him come out of North Carolina, I really thought that he'd be a more dominant player. Um, but 
it hasn't panned out that way, but he still is a serviceable center. And I think once he comes back, he'll give them a little bit more of a presence on the inside there with Tristan Thompson. Um, I think he'll he'll do a good job. Yeah, his contract decreases too after this year, so he's making eleven million this year, eleven million three hundred twenty-seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Next year he goes on to nine million seven hundred thirty-two thousand. There you go. Still not good money. Uh, yeah, but you know, if they, it's not like Cleveland's going to be attracting free agents. Oh right, yeah, they're not going to. Do you guys want to play for Larry Drew? Right. No. Come to Cleveland in December. Right. I mean, is LeBron there? Uh, no. Oh, um, I'm cool. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this does definitely say that. You know, I heard there's. I mean, it was it there were some reports that came out this week. We obviously knew J.R. Smith was had to be the next to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so some rumblings are coming out that that's um apparently some Western Conference teams like Houston and New Orleans are looking at him. Yeah. Which, if you went back to New Orleans, I'd be totally cool with that. Yeah, I would be. I, I think that he would, I mean, as far as somebody that's athletic and can get shots, um, I think that he would help them in that sense um, as far as being able to get shots and spread the floor a little bit. Um, I, I don't know if, how much that makes them a better team, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, he would, I mean, he would increase their, um, it would increase space for Anthony Davis, who's obviously their franchise player. For, I mean, for, for however long he's there. Forever, yeah, forever, you know, for the next, what, 40, 50 games they got left or whatever. So, okay, I listened to Bill Simmons' pod this week, and they were talking about that. This mm-hmm. is, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. And he made a really, really good point about um, Anthony Davis. And, like, one, that he actually, like, he's built this, like, really big bond with New Orleans, like the city. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously the city loves him because he's, you know, debatably but, the best player in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, another part of it being that... He, um, you know, he's like, doesn't really want to be the bad guy. Right. So I'm thinking, you know, if he's going to go, it's going to have to be by trade. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be this year. I just, I mean. You don't think so? No, 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 no. I, I really don't. I don't think they really, I don't think they will move him this year because I don't think it really makes sense. Yeah. And they know that if he's gone, if they lose Anthony Davis basically for nothing. Right. I mean, you might as well at that point. Go to Vancouver, go yeah. to Seattle, go to Louisville, yeah, go to your wherever. Fran- your franchise is done. Yeah. I still want to stand by what I said of 48 minutes last week that um, I think that we should just go back to the te- – we got we got a bit of it with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But teams that have mascot names that don't make sense just need to go back to like where they originally <laughs> – except for the Lakers. You can't move the Lakers. Right, because, you know. But, like, the New Orleans Jazz needs to be a thing again. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, Yeah, because there's no Jazz in Utah. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. We could be like the Utah like mountains. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, BYU's the Cougars. Snowcaps. So. Yeah. Snowcaps are good candy, though. They are good candy. Yeah. For sure. Agree. <laughs> so, tonight we also had a matchup of two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference talking about. Those, in fact, those Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Taking it on the road in, in another country. Mm-hmm. To the Toronto Raptors by a final of one hundred four to ninety nine, uh, Giannis puts up nineteen and nineteen, Ooh, nineteen yeah. points and nineteen boards. Yeah, he's... Giannis is coming for your soul. Yeah, and he's gonna rip it right out like Dumb and Dumber when he takes it and puts it in the doggy bag. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's gonna. That's what he's here for now. Yeah, he's. Um, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but he's just a he's a different breed, man. Like. And he, I don't even think he's even close to his potential yet. Like, I think he's no, got... he's probably a few years away. Yeah, like, I still think he's one, maybe two years away of just being just 
unreal. But, you know, I was sitting there, you know, he's one of those guys where you just watch him. And, I mean, he's so long and athletic. Um, and he can, like, he, he have 19.19 rebound games. He can have a 40-point game. He can have a point game where he is just all about assist and rebound. Like, he is just that kind of player where he can do anything on the court, and it's amazing. But I still think he's a year, almost two years away from where he's going to be. I think that his sky, I mean, his limit is just just unreal. So I don't, I don't know what, you know, I don't know where that's going to lead to, but he is just amazing to watch. So, I think, too, when you think, uh, the thing that's really interesting about him is, you know, part of the basketball and part of the strategy, obviously, you know, as a coach, is trying to exploit weakness and making sure we, uh, that, you know, they're forced into their weakness. We know what his weakness is. Mm-hmm. And you can't make it happen. Right. He's just, he's not athletically, you know, obviously his length, mm-hmm. you know, all the things he can do on a court. And, like, you know, you can't force him to shoot. Right. You can't stop him from getting to the rim. Right. Like, I can't say it's 22-year-old-esque LeBron because LeBron wasn't that long. Right. Maybe, the, I mean, he was definitely that athletic. Right, yeah, yeah. But, like, there's just, there's nothing you can throw at him that just stops him. Right. And I think, you know, I know we're going to get a little bit into the MB Jimmy Butler debacle. Dis- I shouldn't say debacle, discussion. Right. Um, I think we're at that point right now where, you know, we thought MB was probably hands down the MVP at the moment. And like, right. right now, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo, who we did pick that in our preseason polls being of the year, is uh, making it look a little bit more realistic. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, Can't wait for MVP. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of guys that I would put on that list. Kimba being one, um, of course, Anthony Davis, Giannis, of course, um, and a returning Steph Curry. I mean, Steph this year is having his, you know, one of his better shooting years, one of his best shooting years. Weird. Um, I'd, I'd think that he's averaging the most points he's had ever in a career this year. Um, to think that he could uh, get better is kind of kind of crazy, kind of scary, actually. I mean, it's it's just... I mean, it's just kind of amazing um, what he's been able to do when he's been healthy. Um, and we were talking about that before before the show about um, him being back. Um, they're I think three and one since he's been back, or three and zero in December. Uh, they were seven and seven in November when he was out, um, and it was um, and now that he's back, that he's kind of got them steered in the right track. I mean, he's been. He's been lights out, and and uh, that team, I feel like they thrive off of him being on the court. Yeah, he's their guy. I yeah. mean, I know, I still think Kevin Durant's the best player on the team. Right. But, you know, they run everything through him for a reason. Yeah. Um, and Curry is just not fair. Um. Yeah, he's a video <laughs> game. I mean, yeah. if you turn up all the shooting stats up on video game, man, like he is just, I mean, the stuff that he can do is just unreal. Yeah, he's from another planet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. He's not fair at all. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Like, the, you know, it's it's like I used to really be upset and annoyed by the Warriors. Right. And I just gotten kind of to the point where I'm just like, no, they're great. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think when you cover the NBA and not just a team, you know, like now the Cavs and the Warriors isn't a rival anymore. Right. I can kind of like look at that now. Now mm-hmm. that LeBron's not in Cleveland anymore, I can look at them and just be like, okay, this is great. Yeah, you know, this is fun. Impressive. And like... You know, obviously, I would rather see, I would like to see someone else win the championship. I'm not going to lie, but if they do, it's not going to ruin my summer. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
I mean, it's kind of like in the 90s, you know, when the Bulls had their run. Oh, exactly. I can't, that's know. the other thing is I can't really be mad. <laughs> right. I mean, it is like that. I mean, Maybe I can with the Bulls right now. You, yeah, the Bulls right, yeah, with the Bulls right now, you're a little upset. R.J. Barrett. <laughs> R.J. Barrett. <laughs> he, uh, he seems to be heading your way. Yes. Very, very quickly. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's gonna pull. He's gonna pull Eli Manning. He's like, I'm not going there. I'm not going to Chicago. It's cold. It's cold. I'm not going there. But you know, you just kind of like you got to sit back and watch. You know, the greatness that is the Golden State Warriors. So I mean, it's it's impressive what they do and how they do it, and they do it consistently, night in and night out. And the importance of Steph Curry to that is, I mean, has been seen. Even though I do believe Durant is the better player. Um, the train doesn't roll without Steph. I mean, Steph has been, Steph since he's been back has been amazing, and you can tell that team is just in their comfort zone when he is on the floor. To put this in the context for the people who don't understand real basketball, you know when like people thought that Jalen Brunson was the best player on Villanova, uh, right? <laughs> and Mikael Bridges was on that team, oh, right? Yeah, let's, right. like that's what that's what this is like. Obviously, not at all, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, is Ben going to think this is funny? Because I think it's funny. And he's like, you're like looking at me and I'm like, I guess not. I got to keep running with it. You know, like, I was trying to think when I found out I was like running, when I was hosting this today, I'm um, just kind of talking about different like things. I know we talked a lot about Luca last week with your guys' show. Absolutely. And I was trying to think of like what we can compare Luca to. And not necessarily like just the player itself, because I know like our James Harden thing is mm-hmm. holding up pretty well. But the only thing I can think of too is like the movement, the Luca, like the Luca mania, and just like just however the Holly Luca and everything is. The only thing I could really come back to, and I know there's an age difference between the two, and it's a different sport. Do you remember when Ichiro came over? I do. And just how crazy it was in 2001. Like this Japanese prospect that can just hit Mm -hmm. everything. He can field. He's a five tool player, and he won MVP and Rookie of the Year this year. year. Yeah, like. I don't think I don't necessarily know if Lucas won MVP. I mean, uh, but he's, I but he's got to be in the discussion. I mean, I know there. I know we talked about last week about teams having to be productive and be in the playoff hunt and all that stuff to be in, probably to be considered for MVP. But I mean, uh, who has done more for their team as far as wins and getting them to where they need to be more than Luca? LeBron. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's 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 been their close as a rookie. He's their closer. He had an eleven zero run last night by, by himself. himself. I mean, he's their closer. I mean, he's their he is their guy when they get need a bucket. I mean, who who in that spot has been better? I mean, outside of LeBron. I mean, right. You could even argue LeBron hasn't necessarily been better. He's just kind of been more important for right because the Lakers are having a better year, obviously. Right. Um. But like, yeah. I mean. I don't, you know, it's very rare. You don't see players too often going 11-0 runs unless they're Curry, Harden, Anadokounmpo. Right. You know, these, you know, LeBron, mm-hmm. Durant. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, I think with Luka, it's just, it's something different, man. And it's just so fun. And it's so impressive at the it same is. point. Because, you know, he didn't look athletic. No, but, but. Here's the other thing that's really nuts about Luka. This is the worst he's going to be in his NBA career until his prime ends. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's only going to get better. Yeah. I mean, he's he is uh, he's going to be a special, special player because he's only going to grow and mature um, 
when he's going to learn how to get to a spot more. You think about this too. He's going to start. He's going to start getting more of those favorable calls. He's going to start getting more of those veteran perks, those uh, big time player perks. So, you know, he's going to get to the line more. He's going to be able to do things more often. I mean, he's he's just now scratching the surface of where he's going to be. That's so scary. Think it about is. year three, Luka Doncic. Yeah. Okay, year three, Luka Doncic. I mean... That'll be year four, Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Year five, technically, Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um, year four, Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Year four, Jason Tatum. Where do you t- where do you where do you rank at that point? Oh gosh, isn't that cr- like that's I know yeah. it's weird to think about, but I mean that's I mean that's crazy. But I mean of that group, I mean I would say that's the be... that's the new I mean that's the new breed of NBA. I mean because think about it, year four or five in there in their contracts. I mean think about who's on their way out. I mean. Your Durant's are on the way out. LeBron's thirty eight. LeBron, LeBron's thirty eight. He's, I mean, he'll. Still he's probably be, still putting up twenty. He's probably still put, <laughs> <laughs> putting up buckets. But I mean, think about it, like that. Those guys are starting to move towards the end of their careers, and you're getting Lucas, and you're getting Tatum's, and you're getting Jalen Browns, and you're getting Embiid's, and you're getting Giannis. I mean, what's he right? He's only what twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, he's only going to be twenty seven. Double check that I could be wrong. I think I am wrong, but. Um, you know, not even we didn't even mention. I know I just joked earlier. Zion Williamson's R.J. Barrett. Right. I mean, those guys will be in. You know, their year two, year twenty four. So I mean, he'll be twenty eight. Yeah, and I think Anthony Davis is twenty four. Also, yeah, he's pretty young. I mean, so you've got a a whole new crop of guys who are just going to take over the league. Yeah, Anthony Davis is twenty five. Oh my god, we got ten, maybe eight more years of Anthony Davis's prime if, yeah. if if all goes well. Absolutely. If all does still go well, he could very well could be in his prime for another ten years. Well, yeah. I mean, LeBron is like ended like your prime ends at this point. Right? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, and on top of that too, LeBron has been good about you know how you take care of your body, how you. I mean, because let's let's be honest. I mean, all NBA players have the ability to do what he does. I mean, Anthony Davis makes. Just about as much money as the. I mean, so he knows about how to take care of your body, how to put money into your body, and how to, you know, preserve preserve yourself um, throughout a season, you know, and, and keep preserving yourselves in the off season. So, the technology of of guys being able to take care of themselves more often on a longer stretch is is only going to get better. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it. I think this is what kind of we go back to in this point of kind of talking about who's the best, this and that, blah, 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 is mm-hmm. I think when people kind of just don't take into credit how much players in, like, technology and, like, mm-hmm. recovery and stuff evolves. Like, and I I will say, you know, for all these players that you go, like, well, they couldn't do this, this, and this, sure. But I keep coming back to the fact that if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had modern technology and was able to heal the way he, he could now, mm-hmm. how scary he'd be in today's game. Well, think about this. Um, I mean, we're Kentucky guys. Think about... I mean, this is way before your time, but like... Um, Sam Bowie? Yeah, Sam Bowie. I mean, just think about if he were able to have modern technology and get himself healthy. Bill Walton. I mean, Bill Walton's career ended way, way short because he just didn't have the technology to get himself completely healthy. I mean, there's there's tons of guys like that that you know could have had 15-year careers and only had 8-year careers. 
So. Yeah. And we are also, I feel like we're taking a chip out of at-large bid. It must be because I'm on the show because we've gone all over the place already. <laughs> <laughs> so you had some stuff you wanted to discuss. I did. What, what, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go with this before we get like way off the tracks? So as we were texting each other last night and I sent out an article about Embiid being frustrated. Yeah. Um, with Jimmy Butler being there, um, I th- believe his scoring average is down uh, over five points a game. Um, his shooting uh, percentage is down. Um, it, do you think he's frustrated just because he doesn't know, you know, where he fits in this offense, or do you feel like it's a man? This guy's taking my shots. Man, this guy. I was in the MVP race. Well, I'm still in the MVP race, but I was head and shoulders in, in the MVP race, and now Jimmy Butler is taking shots that I that I would have. Um, am I the MVP of my own team? Because Jimmy Butler has, you know, he's taken all the big shots. He's yeah. taken, you know, when it came down the stretch, who they given the ball to, it's been Jimmy Butler who's been hitting shots and doing things like that. So is it that's his frustration, or do you really feel like he's like, oh, well, I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be on the, on the floor? I think it's the latter. Um, okay. Because it seems like they, you know, Butler's really fit in well with this team. Yeah, absolutely. And Butler's the ultimate like Philadelphia kind of guy. Oh yeah, he's gritty, grimy. I mean, he's he's definitely a Phil. I mean, he's Philadelphia through the core. Yeah, and you can see he has a really good relationship with Ben Simmons already. Mm-hmm. Like they play really good defense together. Um, he's been really supportive of Markel Fultz and everything with the TS. I think TSL mm-hmm. is what it is. Right. I'm obviously not a doctor. Um, <laughs> and he's been really like you know he's talked a lot about like. How 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 this team all like works hard and they want to see each other succeed. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's the fact that Butler and him don't see eye to eye by any means. I think it is more or less like, okay, we have this other guy and, um, you know, how do I fit here? I don't think it's necessarily like going to be to a tumultuous to the point where he's going to want out of Philadelphia. Right, right, right. Because that's a big three that like at least you know if they sign Butler back, you probably got like three or four years they could really compete. Yeah, absolutely. And you know. Depending, you know, with if you keep Embiid and Simmons together, maybe even longer. Right. Embiid and Simmons definitely has like a Penny Shack feel. Yeah, like, it does. Um, um, except Penny had a jump shot. Yes. <laughs> Which <laughs> was... I mean, that at some point that's got to be addressed. I mean, because that guy's got to be able to shoot a shot, a jump, especially shot. as a point guard. Yeah, like that's got to be something where he's that's got to be an option for them. Yeah, because everything else in his game is yeah is great. Right. I mean, he's an awesome facilitator. Mm-hmm. Has really good court vision. He's a really good rebounder. I know part of that is obviously the fact he's six eight or so. Right. Um, he's obviously young. You know, his defense is really solid. Um, you know, but it's kind of like I feel like it almost has that Demar Derozan feel. Correct. Where Demar Derozan just never accepted shooting a three, and then we saw it for like a month last year, and people were like, "Wow, look at Derozan shooting threes. And then it was back to be like, nah, no, DeRozan's not shooting threes. He's the right. mid-range king. <laughs> but even then, I mean, if Jimmy Butler had a mid-range jumper, I'd be content like, mm-hmm. at this point right now. It's just, it seems like, you know, Kyle put it best. He's like, it doesn't feel like he's pushing himself to get better there. Right. Albeit, we're not in Sixers practice. Correct. You know, we don't see what's going on. We don't know what Brett Brown's saying to him. Right. But at the same point, at one point as the team, do you go, all right, Jimmy, we need you to hit. We need you to develop this. We need you to get better at this. Right. You know, I mean, the Bulls did it with Jordan. They're like, hey, you can't just use your right hand all the time. It's time for you to figure out how to use your left hand. Right. When the Pistons kicked his ass, they're like, go put muscle on. Right. You know, and 
I think, you know, it's going to take Elton Brand and the crew to kind of make that push at some point. Right. I agree with that. I think that um, in order for him to have that, you know, in order for them to be a top-notch, top-level team, he's got to be able to, to put himself out there and be able to work and get a jump shot going because it's only going to make that team better. If he has a three-point shot, I mean, if he has a mid-range jumper alone, yeah, yeah, with, just, the threat, with the threat of him being able to just pull it up. Yeah, absolutely. I think just makes it just opens that offense so much more. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Because if he has that, and you have J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler on the floor at the same time, and you have Embiid, who is Olajuwon-esque with the things he can do with the ball in his hand on the block. Absolutely. Um, I'm not saying he's Olajuwon. Actually, you know what? I, he might be. Like, I mean, he's he's probably the closest we have to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be the up and under, the dream shake. He's yeah, got it all. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, a set of moves that have, are pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, it's just if you like reference like an old player, immediately it's like, oh, what you're <laughs> right, saying, I know. huh? Excuse me, sir. Did you Blast watch for me? Did you watch Hakeem Olajuwon? <laughs> I watched him since he was Hakeem. Okay? Right. You're like Jesus Christ, just calm down. Um. But I think, uh, you know, I think going back to where we were at, I just I don't think it's actually he's upset that Jimmy Butler's on the team. I think it's Brett Brown is also still evolving to this, All right. which they're winning, you right, know, yeah, which absolutely. is nice. Um, but I still think it's more or less just kind of figuring out what you know what my role is now with Butler on the court. Right. Yeah, I, I can see that. I just you know whenever you see something like that and you see comments like that in the NBA at that right. You always, I mean, you don't want to jump to conclusions, of course, because you never see every the full transcript of the full thing instead. But um, just, you know, as an NBA guy, you know, all those guys have egos. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's just to see, you know, is it about him or is it about just trying to find his right fit? Which Embiid has never came to me, as, you know, he's never looked at me as a, as a guy that would put himself over his team. Because I do think yeah. he wants to win. And I think he wants to win the championship. I think he wants to do it for the fans of Philadelphia and for his teammates. So that it's not be, like, yeah. That would be the most lit celebration. I, I would drive up there. Yes. No doubt about it. Like, if they just held, like, the the, the uh, end of the parade, like, on the Rocky steps. Yeah. Like, oh, MB yeah. just standing at the Rocky statue oh, with, with the Larry O'Brien. Oh, man. <laughs> and if they had Rocky there, like a Sylvester Stallone. Oh, you know he like, would be. Oh. They could bring in Michael B., you know. Yeah, I mean, that would be dope. That would be lit. That would be. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, my second question to you, producer mm-hmm. Tim. All right. Comments. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, saying that he has a toxic situation there in Lakerville. Now, LeBron didn't comment on it because LeBron didn't see the full transcript, so he refused to comment on it. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Um, so if you kind of read the article, Durant talks about, he's like, I can see why players don't want to go there because that's very toxic. Mm-hmm. And he goes further and says, it's not LeBron's fault. Right. It's just because he has so many media fanboys that follow him around. Mm-hmm. Yours truly included. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, that makes a lot of sense because we've heard about this. I mean, probably since Miami, mm-hmm. I don't really remember hearing much about it besides like Delonte West and his mom. Or, right. Right. Um, <laughs> I got, tried to say it that seriously. That one got me. That that one popped me. Yeah, I tried to say it seriously. <laughs> I just couldn't. Um, but, oh my you know, like, that was really, 
you know, you didn't really hear a lot in Cle- like in his first t- stop in Cleveland, but we always heard Miami. Yeah. You know, we saw Mario Chalmers basically cry on the court a couple times. Right. Right. Um, we know that being a teammate of LeBron James is very demanding. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's more or less kind of what he was saying is like, you know, if I'm Jimmy Butler, do I want to go there and play second fiddle to that? And if right. I miss a shot to win the game, people go, why didn't you get the ball, to LeBron James? Right. Right. Yeah, I I could see that. I do think that that's was was the idea behind it. Um, I'm really glad that LeBron didn't comment. Um, well, that's his boy. Which, well, yeah, one, it's his boy, and two, LeBron has been around way, way, way long enough to fall into the trap of, oh, well, Kevin Durant's talking trash about you, but like he's not going to fall into right. that. Right, he's smart. Um, but I, I'm really, I, and I'm, I'm happy that he didn't comment on it. Um, but I definitely feel like that's the that was the idea behind it was, you know, when you're playing with somebody with the uh, you know media following of LeBron. Um, and you know, everything that he does is seen in a microscope. So if you're his teammate, everything you do is going to be seen in the microscope. So I can understand Kevin Durant's comments. Um, I definitely understand what he's saying about it being, I I don't know if I would have said toxic, but, um, you know, it, it can definitely weigh on you if you are there with LeBron um, and you're dealing with what he deals with on a day-to-day basis as far as media um, and other kind of obligations and, and things like that. So I could definitely see what he's saying there. Now, I would, like I said, I wouldn't have said toxic, but it definitely is. It's definitely something where you have to consider when you go there to play with LeBron. Yeah, I think we kind of forget sometimes that professional basketball players are human beings. Oh, yeah. I and agree. they kind of deal with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it a little trickier, you know, because that is, it seems like people seem to think that like NBA players are just like, oh, okay, you know, we'll just go make money and we'll, we'll do this. And right. it's not really the case. You know, some of these guys really do uh, kind of reel at that. And you saw it a lot in Cleveland with Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. It was like, Kevin Love could have a 30 point game and he would miss a game winning two. And they'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, but you have LeBron. Why didn't LeBron have the ball there? And, or like, you know, LeBron passes the ball to Kyle Korver. Right. Why'd you take that shot? Why didn't right. you give it back? You know, things yeah. like that. And then, like, it seems like the only person that was, like, really good at handling it was Wade. Yeah. And that was about it. Well, I think, too, that the reason Wade could handle it so well, it's because uh, he played with Shaq. Right. You know what I mean? So, he also, know, I mean, he played with Travis Diener and Marquette. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. How could that. you forget about the Diener? The Diener. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I think that he had that opportunity of playing with Shaq, which kind of prepared him for yeah. um, that kind of that kind of atmosphere. Plus, D Wade knows. I mean, D Wade is a confident enough individual to know that his level of skill on the court is is you know good enough to be there, and he can handle all that. I mean, he is once that guy you know with Miami where everybody you know he was LeBron before LeBron got there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, dealing with the media and all that stuff. So. I think you can make the argument that you're the key won the title. That Dwayne Wade was probably the best player in the world that year. I know oh, he didn't. Yeah, I know he didn't yeah. win MVP that year, but he was. Oof, if you look at the numbers he had that year yeah. and what he did in that playoffs, yeah. I mean, when they were down 0-2 and mm-hmm. they came back and won, just everyone he just took over. Yeah, like it was unbelievable. Oh, that yeah, no question. Yeah. Speaking of tomorrow night, is the final LeBron Dwayne Wade regular season matchup ever? Oh, really? Yeah. 
Wow. That's must watch. That's crazy. It is. You know what their record is against each other in the regular season games all time? What is it? 16 and 16. Is it really? Winner take all, baby. Oh, oh, oh man. Yeah. That'll be I don't awesome. know if it was, it was like it was even. It might have been more than that, but um yeah, man, I was like kind of looking at that. That's a that's a cool stat. I mean, because I think that that's that'll be really fun to watch. Yeah, it will be. Um, will they will they do the jersey exchange? Yeah, apparently. Well, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up too. Um, apparently, Wade said that the original plan for that was just to be with the Banana Boat Crew, mm-hmm. and then it kind of just like snowballed into something different. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool, and he kind of said that. Um, I'm trying to find the exact stat here. This is what being a podcast is about. Absolutely. And um, so yeah, yeah, apparently, like the that was what was kind of. The goal of it, and then I think it was okay. So over the past fifteen years, mm-hmm. King James and Dwayne Wade are are fifteen and fifteen in head to head battles. Wow! So winner take all. Winner take all. Yeah. So it was originally supposed to be just for like Bosch, Paul, and LeBron, mm-hmm. and I think it started with Mitchell. Yeah. And then kind of like it's gone like snowball from there with yeah. people. Well, I think that's cool, man. I mean, I, I was. You know, it's one of the few things it's... the NFL's gotten right the past couple of years, yeah, so I'm they... fine with the NBA replicating it. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I think that's a lot of a lot of fun to see those guys switch out jerseys and and uh, it's just respect, man. I think it's cool. Speaking of this stuff, what did you think about Giannis coming out and saying that he got offers to train with LeBron and KD this summer and he turned it down because he didn't want to be buddy buddy and oh. show them his moves? Um, it's like. It feels like old school NBA. It does. It feels like old school NBA, um, and I think that I think that Giannis is he's kind of got an old school feel to him. You know what I mean? Um, I like it that he doesn't want to be buddy buddy. I mean that's kind of that's the NBA we kind of grew up on. Yeah, you know what I mean um, that that doesn't bother me. I think that that's you know. He wants to he wants to do his thing his way and and that, I think that's cool. I mean I I have no issue with that. I mean not everybody's you know not everybody's going to want to hang out and ride banana boats and and do whatever you do in the summer. He wants to train and train on his own. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I am too. So Ben, uh, as we were getting ready to come on the show today, there was some stuff that's coming out about a potential Lakers deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the caveat in this is we can't make there no trade can happen in this situation until Saturday, right? Because then it'll be December fifteenth, correct? Because of all the guys that signed for agent contracts. Mm-hmm. So right now the Lakers are working on a three-team trade to acquire Trevor Reza from the Phoenix Suns, and they're trying to move Contavious Caldwell Pope. Mm. So. We don't know who the third team is yet. I know some people, Kyle himself, brought up Oklahoma City as a decent place for KCP, which right. isn't wrong. No. Um, Trevor Reza back in L.A. is kind of, you know it's a move LeBron would be down for because it's a veteran. Right. He's like, you know, rookies. Right. That mess. Right. Um, but I, I don't really, and you know, he's still a pretty solid defender. You see how much Houston's missing him right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I was kind of curious, you know, what your thoughts were on that, how he fits in with, you know, being a wing, where mm-hmm. obviously you have LeBron, you have Ingram, you have Kuzma, Hart, you know. So, it was, it, it just, it's a really interesting dynamic of where it obviously helps their defense, but they've played pretty, like, when they play defense, they're really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a... I mean, I like Trevor Reza. I mean, I, I don't have any issue with it. Same. Um, 
I just I don't I I don't know if I'd want to bring him bring him back to the Lakers. I mean, um, I like those young guys that they have. I mean, I I not saying that those young guys are going to be there. I mean, you're going to have to move some pieces anyway. I mean, if you're going to bring in some big time talent, but I mean, I I kind of like KCP and I like the way he fits that team. Um, but Ariza does do, I mean, Ariza is a better defender, um, and Ariza would be better, um, on the wing as a defender, but I, I'm just not a big fan of, of trading, you know, a nice young piece for a Trevor Ariza. Right, that's just me though. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think they're really going to have to give up much more than Caldwell Pope in this case. Yeah. Also, I think what their other opinion is, it's an expiring. Okay. So it makes sense as far as get it off the books. Yeah, it's twelve million this year, and then you're done with it. Okay. Um, but I don't necessarily mind it. I think it makes. I think it's a good move for them. So you, it's just a clearing space type thing. Yeah, it's just knocking things out. I mean, you got to think too. The Lakers are winners of eight of the last ten. Mm-hmm. Like they've been on a roll. Absolutely, they played well. Yeah, and so I guess really bringing him in. I don't really. I don't think the Lakers buy into this whole. They don't have a chance of winning the championship this year thing. All I right. think they kind of are like. We have LeBron. We have a chance of winning yeah, anything. Yeah, the, the competitive <laughs> nature of Magic Johnson will not let them have right. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you have LeBron, you've got a shot. I mean, we've we've we have seen that time and time again. Yes, we have. So, um, I don't think that's ever been the case where they were just going to sit on their hands, take their losses, and and try to build a super team next year. Um, I definitely think that they think that they have a shot to win it. Which, like we just said, when you have LeBron, you got a shot at winning anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, right now they are the five seed. You mm-hmm. know the four seed is the Clippers. The Clippers, right? No traveling for that series. Yeah, there you go. I think I was going to say I thought I saw that the Clippers were. I think everybody wins in that situation: media, coaches, players, front office. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's like. They get to go home every day? Yeah, we go home, no hotel stay. Yeah. Everybody's kind of fresh and ready to go. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I think that when you have a guy like, like LeBron, I, I, you can't sit on your hands. I mean, I think they I think they always feel like they're right there. They're going to you know be in the playoffs and be in the hunt. So I just... Especially I mean, now. He's not 26. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, he's... Especially now, you know, you're going to have a chance at it and... You got a what do you, what do you think like a three year window? Um, it depends on what happens this off season. Okay. I mean, if they get Kevin Durant or Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis, sign it up. Yeah, sign it up. That's a wrap. Yeah, I want it. As Man. a basketball fan, I want it. So, so they they come out next year. It's Durant, LeBron, AD. Lonzo and Josh Hart. Ooh, ooh. I mean, how cool would it be to Lonzo on that team? <laughs> I mean, like everyone's getting the ball. Yeah, I mean, he would literally look like Magic Johnson. I mean, he'd be <laughs> running, he'd be throwing Showtime, and I mean, that would be. Crazy. We'd get really stupid fake articles about who would win between the Showtime Lakers and this Lakers. Yeah. Or the 2001 Lakers and this yeah. Lakers. Yep, I'm I'm for it. I'm oh I'm down. Yeah, yeah that that would be crazy. That would be absolutely crazy. Yeah, producer Tim. Yes, sir. I have one last question. Okay. 
top four MVP voting right now? Oh, man. Hmm. Hmm. That is tough. Because there have been so many guys who played really well this year. Uh, that, that's why I posed the question. Um, I think that we this has been such a wide range of talent as far as MVP talk that I think I've seen in the last five to seven years. Yeah. I mean, we've had up in excess of probably a, a good six to seven guys where I've been like, man, that guy's should be the MVP. Oh man, that guy played well. He should be the MVP. We're only a quarter of the like, year through. We're only a quarter like... of the way through and and we've had guys you know, won't watch one now, Kimball Walker. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it would be hard if somebody said, "You know what? Kimball Walker is the MVP." I'd be like, "You know what? He should be." He's, like he's he has been he has right been there. And exact as I say that, he just hits a step hits back a, three. It's a step back three to end the third quarter. <laughs> the third quarter. <laughs> he's a garden guy. He's for sure a garden guy. Yeah. But, I mean, if you were to say, you know, Kimba's, Kimba's top three MVP, I'd be like, you know what? You're absolutely right. That guy's been unreal the yeah. quarter, first quarter of the season. No doubt about it. All right. I'm going to give him a best whack at this. All right. And number one for me is Giannis. Okay. Number two is Anthony Davis. Okay. Number three is LeBron. Okay. And number four is KD. Ooh, no Steph. Only because he hasn't played enough games. Gotcha. I think um, if he had, I mean, if he had played the whole season doing what he's done now, I wouldn't. He'd been one, two, three, and four. Gotcha. And not saying he very well couldn't go up there. Right. Um, I don't know if an MVP that's played less than seventy games that I remember. Yeah, yeah. It besides would be like tough. lockout seasons. Yeah, it would be tough. Um, but Derrick Rose five. Um, oh, Luka Doncic six. There it is. Um, There's that Derrick. <laughs> There's that Derrick Rose love. There it's it is. Goran Dragic seven. <laughs> Tobias Harris nine. That's a guy's having a dad good season. Player of the month, man. Tobias Harris. Yeah. What do you got? Um, I, I would. I also would go Giannis. He would be my one. Um, oddly enough, I think I would have LeBron as my two. Okay. And beat is my three. Okay. Um, and I would have Kimba as four. Yeah, I, I've definitely thought about Embiid. Yeah. Um, my only thing with Anthony Davis is 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 that the team's not playing team that well. Is not playing well at all. That's the whole reason I kept James Harden out of my top four. Yeah, they're, they're, your team has got to be playing a little bit better. I mean, James Harden at least has Chris Paul. He does, and they're like, yeah, and they they can't get anything done. Man, they're going to pay him forty four million. In a few years, yeah, you saw that. <laughs> the, what is it? Two thousand twenty-one and two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, I knew about it. Forty-four million dollars. John Wall's like, man, man, I got. I mean, John, John Wall's, Wall's making like, forty-four million. John Wall's like, I got screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's making forty-two. Yeah, in his last year of his contract, like, does he sign a supermax? Yes, he did. Oh my god! Oh, if you're gonna sign a guy to a supermax, oof. Yeah, you better know it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, what? Hold on. How old? We got to do some stat, some fact checking here. I want to know how old Chris Paul will be. Thirty-seven, Ooh. if I remember correctly. So yeah, up there. In twenty-one, twenty-two, he'll be thirty-seven years old. I'm pretty sure it's up. It's thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Wow. I mean, he's showing age now. Yes, he is. I mean, he's showing age now. So. 
I'm kind of at the point where, like, I hate to say because I've grew up loving Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't have anything against Chris Paul, no I'm, doubt. I'm kind of tired of him. Yeah, I mean. I hate to say it. So he's 33 now, so he'll be 37. Wow. Wait. Making. 35. He'll be 30. Age. Hold on. Yeah, he'll be 36. 35, 36. I mean, and like I said, he's showing age now. Yeah. And you're going to pay him at 36. You're going to pay him 22 million dollars. Yeah. Do you think the Rockets look at that and they're going like, Kemba Walker's doing this right now. De'Aaron Fox is looking up and coming. Yeah. We're about to pay Chris Paul 44 million? Oh, correct. I mean, geez. I mean, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, like, I love Chris Paul. He's the point god. But, like, I've, I'm, I mean... I've had enough of them. Yeah. I mean, especially, too, like you like you said, you watch guys like De'Aaron Fox. You watch guys like Kimball Walker. I mean, I mean, you're paying... Kyrie a, Irving. Kyrie Irving. I mean, you're paying a 36-year-old point guard $44 million. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Bananas. Should we talk about the Celtics real quick since they're finally kind of clicking a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, I still don't know if I think that they can hang... With the the Raptors and the Bucks of the world in seven game series, they probably mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it on paper right now. Right, but we got a lot of basketball to go. But you know, they've won their last five. Yes. after they went ten and ten, it seems like things are getting better about like re- playing the right guys. They're blowing people out. I mean, the last the closest one they've had in this win streak was the nine point game against the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they've won by 13, 33, 28, and forty six. Albeit it was the Cavaliers, the Knicks, the, the Bulls, and the Pelicans. Right. But it seems like things are starting, finally starting to click for these guys. Yeah. Um, I think the the thing about that is, and I know that we talked about this on Shot Callers last week or two weeks ago, that their schedule was becoming a little bit more favorable yeah. to picking up some decent wins and getting on a roll. Um, but the thing about this is, is that the Pelicans only scored 107. The Cavaliers only scored 95. Timberwolves only scored 109. The Knicks only scored 100. And the Bulls only scored 77. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not mean oh, to laugh. I did not I, mean to laugh. I don't care. R.J. Barrett. I was going to say, as, as the R.J. Barrett stakes continues for the Bulls. But as you can see, though, that we had talked about, they're they're playing a little bit better defense, yeah, which has led to them playing better offense. So and I think that's what Brad Stevens was mad about before, is that it wasn't the fact that they couldn't score and they didn't have guys that could score, they couldn't stop anybody. Yeah, and it definitely does not help. And yeah. so you're starting to kind of see that coming together. Um, I'm really starting to think, you know, Jalen Brown's played a little better. He's yeah. played he's a couple last couple of games. He's been really good. Uh, Rozier has been kind of rough. Yeah. Um. Here's my one issue I have. If you knew LeBron James is signed with the Lakers and you're the scheduling committee, uh-huh. how do we not get a Lakers-Celtics game till February? Till February, Till yeah. February. That's, that's nuts. That's so dumb. Now, I'll be, it's a Thursday night game, so it's going to be a TNT game. Yeah. It's 8 o'clock. And we, yeah, it would have been dope. I would have liked to have seen was, one. It should have been Christmas Day. Christmas Day. It should have been Christmas Day. It should have been a Christmas Day game, no doubt. Like, if it's like 8 o'clock, it's the last game of the day, it's mm-hmm. Lakers-Celtics, and you're sitting on your couch watching basketball oh, all day. Eating leftovers. You're oh. not changing the channel. Oh, I, I that would be a dream. Like, 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 I would love to be sitting there eating leftover ham, watching Kyrie and LeBron go at it. Like, 
That, that's the way to end your Christmas night, bro. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So, I mean, scheduling committee, man, you guys got to do better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man, anything else you want to touch on before we roll this week? Brother, I, I'm good. That was that was, that was was what I wanted to talk about. Thank you for standing in for my man, GLK. GLK, take care of business, son. Yep. He'll be back next year. Um, so, next year. I mean, next week. <laughs> Uh, I got a text message from someone asking if I was really retiring from fantasy football and not playing next year. Um, the answer is still yes. Absolutely. We're yes. done. Yes. But um, for that being said, we're going to go wrap up this week's edition of Shot Callers. Um, thanks for Kyle for letting me fill in while he's been gone. I can't wait to have him back next week. Um, so, gives you the rundown. 48 minutes this week, we're going to talk about, I guess we're going to talk more bull stuff because we're calling team slash coach slash player slash whatever meetings <laughs> slash GM slash... <laughs> What a freaking mess. Um, we're going to discuss. Uh, we're actually going to do, since you guys had the dunk contest that you Ooh. picked, we're going to pick the three-point contest. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And then um, at um, large bid this week, we're going to talk about a new number one team in the country. Yes. Gonzaga lost today. Absolutely. I Admiral Schofield for Tennessee. Ooh. They Cold, might be. Cold-blooded. They might be the fourth best team in the country. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to do an update on our big board. Oh, yeah. Which, spoiler alert, Zion Williams is still number one on the big board. <laughs> RJ Barrett's still number two. I was gonna say, will that will that top two or three even move? I mean, I don't know, man. Have you seen this John this Jay Moran kid from Murray State point I, guard? I, I did see him. I'm buying in. Yeah, I'm buying yeah. in. I, I, it's almost where I want to take the road trip to Murray to go see him play. I tell you what, Murray plays Moorhead. We can take a road trip. Okay, when? Well, uh, it might be end of December, maybe January. I have to look on my phone again, but as long as I don't have the game to cover that night, I'm in. Yeah. I think I uh, let me check though because it may be in Murray. Now that's a that's a haul. Yeah, it's like five hours. It's away. like a five hours. <laughs> if it's in Moorhead, man, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so this has been Shot Callers. Like we said, our normal outro state champs won't be on the end of the show this week. Um, you're just gonna get a Ben Brown, Kemba Walker freestyle rap. Yes, sir. So have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Shit. Uh... <laughs> that is why. That is why we've given up fantasy football. Fantasy football sucks. We are no longer fantasy football people. Yeah, we're done with that shit. Out of it. I've had enough of fantasy football. I've had enough of doing all this stuff in my room. I got to get the broom. Watching Kimball Walker go to work. Look at that guy. He looked like a jerk. Here he go, in and out dribble, hit that three, now his hips swivel, he's got moves, you don't know that, Kimba is the man, I wish he'd go and play for a playoff team so he can get to the ultimate, the championship, he will be good, just like a did in Connecticut, he can make it happen, we love Kimba, yes we do, he is the man, I like his shoe, he... he- <laughs> Okay, we gotta listen to that. <laughs> that was a three, too. He-